Here's the deal. No, they're good for baby. I'm not yucking anyone's yum. Theory of Theory. That's the Theory of the Universe with Jane Rundquist, Ben Ross Domley, and Allie Taylor. Oh, yeah. Smirking, self-satisfied Caucasian males. And a female. In a world where music has officially started sucking as a rule, one composer alone can make everything better. Strauss! I am Strauss. Every time I hear this song, I think of... In the stall. You've been in there for 50 minutes. You've been breathing. Fifty minutes. Oh, and you've been breathing heavily. And finally, <laughs> finally. <laughs> oh, relief. You walk out and you're like, just your knees are shaking, and you walk over to the people that are just mortified because it sounded like a llama was giving birth in there for the past 50 minutes. You feel, <gasps> you feel a little weak because you just lost a ton of calories. Yeah, and yeah. weight, too. <laughs> and weight. And weights. Yeah, and you're all sweaty, but you're smiling. like you yeah. just, <laughs> Your yeah. face is red. <laughs> a couple tears. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, kinda, it sounds about right. And you get back to work. <laughs> you get <laughs> back to work. <laughs> Our days are just made out of little triumphs. Exactly. You know? <laughs> just little triumphs. <laughs> Allie, are you doing okay? <laughs> no. No, I'm not. Hey, everyone. <laughs> Theory of the universe. <clears throat> My name is Ben. This is Ben Ross Domley oh. talking. Uh, here again, episode 25. You got I'm it right this time. Right. I have it right. I know. I had to ask because I had it wrong. And I was going to say 26, and I don't yep. want to be wrong anymore. Oh, it's a beautiful day. Just as far as that goes, anyway. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's a beautiful day today, but we're in here for you people. So, what do you mean by you people? Start reviewing us and following us and all that stuff. <laughs> Listen to our stuff. <laughs> just right up top. Nothing. Nothing. No. No. Yeah. Just no. Just right away. Just hey, do this or uh, else. Yeah. Anyway, so across from me is <laughs> uh, aspiring playwright James Lundquist. I have an idea that I want to bounce off you guys. Okay, I've been oh. working on this this new uh, this new idea for a musical. Okay, it's uh, it's about domestic violence and it's called <laughs> Greatest Hits. All right, and, but it's it's reversed. It's progressive, so it's the wife beating the husband, right? Oh and all God. the songs are called like you know, you deserve this. Why do you make me like this? Um, let make me a sandwich uh, and all that. <laughs> she fell down the stairs. Yeah, no, wow. he fell down the stairs. He fell down the stairs because it's progressive. My bad. Right. My bad. I'm not. Pro- <laughs> what I wasn't what do you guys think? Is, would that be good? I mean. I, I'm I think if you make it tasteful, now. yeah. Okay, what kind so, of album art um, are you looking for? Hmm? What are you gonna do for al- for album art? Album it, art? No, it's it's a musical. It's a musical. What are you gonna yeah, do but for? You're gonna sell your album of all your. Well, okay. Okay, well, sorry. Yeah. Oh, so like you know how every musical you go to, you have like a bulletin. Sure. What's gonna be your artwork for your bulletin? Oh yeah, it's it's gonna be uh, the husband uh, hiding beneath the sink, and the wife is uh, chopping carrots on a cutting board up above. Kind of like the 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 lady on uh, the music video for Black Hole Sun. You know that yeah. with a huge smile. That uh, the title track is going to be "Stop It, Babe," and it just goes "Stop It, Babe, Stop, stop it, babe. it, Babe." That really hurts. Stop it, Babe. No, and sitting to the left <laughs> of me, <Dead> so, <laughs> sitting, sitting to my left, is 
Allie Klingon. Hi. The death worker. The death worker. Which I'll always say. Always and eternally. Yeah. How are you doing? You know, I'm kind of tired. Our mischief last night was uh, was a lot. What mischief? What mischief? It wasn't even mischief. That was fine. It was great. It was, fu- it was they lots of threw fun. fun. You know what? I turned 28. Yeah, happy birthday. May 3rd. And they threw me a surprise birthday party, <laughs> which I have never. a giant pain in the ass I have, I've it. never been. I've never been a party guy, like a birthday party. I don't celebrate my birthday very much. Uh, I've never had a surprise party. And my girlfriend, bless her heart, Sarah, uh, put together this surprise party with some close friends. And I was such a pain in the ass. Because <laughs> she told me, she told me, she's like, we have plans Sarah. And, and as soon as I hear that, I'm like, well, what is it? And she wouldn't tell me. And so I just start asking question after question. I'm like, who's going to be there? What's it going to be there? Who's, why is it going to be there? Where are we going? What are we doing? Why is it going to where are we going? What are we doing? Oh, uh, can I make other plans? Let's uh, go to your house. <laughs> I was, I was difficult. You were, yeah, you were difficult. I was waiting. I was assuming that you were going to walk in very soon, so I started dancing in front of the door like an idiot, and I did that for five minutes. Dance. I did that for five minutes until I realized, okay, he's not coming because he's probably like, babe, I want to play some Shadow of the Colossus. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, babe! I just got this new Hyrule Warriors game. I just want to do this. That's I gotta more, that's grade my. Like. I gotta grade my test that I did for that substitute class I've been teaching. <laughs> oh my gosh! <laughs> that's what I thought was going on. You're uh, not too far off. I, did, I know. That. I did just buy the. <laughs> I know. You, I know, and you got a stack of papers that need to be graded. That kid well, wrote his E's backwards. That. I don't even get that. <laughs> right. Kids are so stupid. Yes. <laughs> they. <laughs> I don't even know what to say. <laughs> all right, so <laughs> we're gonna get all nice and intellectual on you guys today. We are. We're talking about the loudness war in music today. We're bringing it back to music. Yep. Um, but we're not gonna get there right now. We're gonna take a little detour. We have not recounted in a while. We haven't talked about the death toll. Oh right. For this podcast. The you know, curse of the universe. The curse of the universe. <laughs> <laughs> you all, you're That's all good. out there. You're I've theorists. Never heard that. Our friends, our fans, your theorists is the curse of the nah. universe. We need to put that on a shirt. Yeah. Curse of the universe. Yes. You could be next. We'll put that on the back side. You could be next. <laughs> could be next. Listen to this. Um, so uh, we, we checked the death list, and we have a f- I, I put down a few names. There were actually been a, a, a large amount, uh, but I picked four. So Billy Graham, he died. But that he, was a while. He died a while ago. That was yeah. a while ago. We just never said anything, and I felt like yep. we should. Uh, rest in peace to you, Rest dog. in peace, Billy Graham. I'm not going to... Not gonna be nasty as m- many people were in the wake of his death. I hate that. That's I hate that he was nowadays. 100. Yes, yeah, he was very yeah. old. I I hate that. I hate that nowadays. Social media people can be just genuinely just, just disrespectful. I know that people don't have to agree with everyone, but well, absolutely. It's can we like, like please the... at least be a little bit respectful to the dead? Still, you should never speak ill of the dead. I just I don't. I ever. mean Joseph Stalin. I feel like that's fine. I feel I mean, like that's there are always Hitler, exceptions to the rule. Stalin yeah, and Hitler. They prove the rule. Yeah. Right, and yeah. Hitler, I heard, isn't even dead. He's just in Argentina no, 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 somewhere. No, no, they did actually just recently verify he died through some teeth fragments that were hel- being held in Moscow. What I yep. heard, I oh, heard they did a DNA test, one singular DNA test, and those bones turned up matching a woman. No, they just recently, like within the Wait, past month. Wait, was Hitler or two. a girl? Yeah, Hitler <laughs> changed everything. Hitler. No, I, I I listened to Joe Rogan's podcast, and there was this conspiracy theory about. Uh, about 
the death and disappearance of Hitler. Sure. Because for a long time they wouldn't um, declassify that information. Yeah. So we never, and of course it's not the age of social media. It's not like people took a selfie with the body or anything like that. So, <laughs> and you know oh, that that's exactly, that's exactly what would happen. Oh yeah. Hey, if, <laughs> hey Boris, come over here. I see dead Hitler. I can tell by mustache. Let's take selfie. <laughs> Put the bunny ears up. Put the bunny ears up. <laughs> Um, no, so we couldn't do that. So there's no way to verify these things. And people just assume that, oh, of course he died or whatever. But we didn't have that declassified information until recently. Yes. And there have been plenty of conspiracy theories about, um, wow, this is a random tangent, but I'm really happy I about this. I thought we were leaving yeah. the whole conspiracy um, thing behind. I know, I know. But now we're in it. So we're back, baby. So, um, It'll never leave no, us. No, this is just brief. But there was a series on the death of Hitler um, that you can find, I think, on Netflix or Hulu or something like that. Um talking about how there were all these scientists and other Nazis who fled who fled Germany, yeah. right? And of course we took a few Nazi With scientists the Operation for, Paperclip for Operation and all Paperclip, that. Yeah. I feel like that's pretty common, but a bunch of them apparently fled to South America. Yep. If you go yeah. to South America, there are genuinely Oh, you're like, talking about Nazi Hunter. Aren't you? I don't think so. They, they did oh. find a few people down there. Well, there's whole communities now cuz several generations have passed, so you you're like in you're like in a you're in a South American country and all of a sudden you'll be like, what a weird place to be a Nazi, by the way. Right. Well, so this guy was talking about how it was really odd. He was walking through town and saying, you know, good morning in the native language. And then all of a sudden someone was yep. like, Guten Tag. Or good. Oh, yeah. Geez. yeah, exactly. Good morning. It's not and that there's a good place to be a Nazi, but South America, especially. Well, it's just a weird like... place to encounter Germans. Right, I think. Right. So, and let alone like, not just like one German, but like a whole community. Yeah. So, so <laughs> little Dusseldorf right yeah. outside of Puerto Rico or something. <laughs> well, the guy started paying more attention. He was looking around and realized that the community was predominantly white and, and, um, German, sure. you know, German descent. And so there was, uh, the theory is all, the, there were several like officers, like incredibly wealthy Germans in the military. Okay. They, uh, to escape the Nuremberg trials fled to, Oh, oh yeah. and created another yep. life in, uh, in South America. So you can find these like really wealthy kind of micro communities down there. They found a couple in the United States, didn't they? Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. I feel like they found a couple of officers in the United States. There's a couple were officers. Hiding. There were the uh, the dudes that like expected Hitler to win, so they carved a swastika into the side of a mountain saying "Welcome Hitler," <laughs> and they like made him a summer home. Oh, yeah, Oops. they were they were. Uh... How do you sell that after? <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, listen. Okay, we thought the Battle of the Bulge, and I don't know. I just thought I'm sorry. Yeah, we have this really nice estate. Uh... Yeah, who was the other buyer? Oh, he's not really on the ticket anymore. Yeah, <laughs> no, I'm a funny guy. Just talked about it. So kind of a kind of a really charismatic speaker. Very just really loud. talked had about a small mustache. Had, had a lot some, of struggles. Yeah, you know, talked about him in books. Racist and, and genocide ideas. <laughs> yeah, and um, kind of a dickhead, but uh, but he had money. So. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, <laughs> and it's a nice house. Yeah. Anyway, um, yeah. So I did just really interesting tangent. Yeah. Why are we talking about this? We're talking about people who died. People yep. who died. Oh, Gunny died. <laughs> Dang it. I love Gunny. <laughs> oh, man. World's favorite drill Gunny, sergeant. Yeah, drill sergeant. Yes. Yep. There you go. And you made me, I, you said it was, uh, it was Vern Schroyer also died. Yes. Who is Mini-Me, right? Yep. And Mini, in Austin Powers. And I conflated that as Gunny was Mini-Me Yeah, if you can just, like, if you like, can how just. How does that work? If you can just picture, like, Mini-Me being like, God damn it, Dr. Evil. <laughs> I just, I can't even begin to understand how you think that a million is more than a billion. You simple fool. You dumb fool. I would pay a lot of money I would pay to see a lot that goes up. Awesome, just like him and like a, like a, just being pushed around in a stroller and his head is just sticking through. So he's got like a baby's. God breast. damn it. Yes. That would be awesome. Watch the bumps. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> wipe my ass. 
So Vern <laughs> Troyer, however, is actually mini me and uh, rest in peace. Rest, rest in, peace. in peace. And then more recently, Avicii uh, Avicii died, oh, which so I, I know a lot of people knew about. Um, who's Avicii? Like, huh? Who's Avicii? I do not know. He's a big producer, uh, EDM producer. He did that the song Levels. Uh, no it was idea. really popular. I, I honestly don't listen to him a lot. I just know that he he sure. he was featured in a Coldplay album, and he did a lot of like EDM stuff. He was a big producer, very successful, okay. made a ton of money. But he had a bit of a drinking problem, from but, what I from what I've read, because the dude had like he what he was twenty five when he died. He I think he was twenty seven, but he got pancreatitis he had, when he was twenty five. Yeah. He's been on hiatus, like low profile oh, for like he's eighteen been in the months. Hospital several times for some sort of for pancreatic activity. Yeah, and that is at that age, you either have like some some congenital condition yeah or you have a drinking problem right and i'm gonna go with the latter but still very sad he was obviously very young and that's, that's tragic yeah but. right he was very talented too i'm not much of an edm person but he did make very good music yeah, yeah. i'm sure he did i don't know i like the coldplay album that he was featured in. anyway so we caught you up uh as we'll keep an eye on this obviously because this podcast gives you joy but takes lives yes so of course <laughs> and one could say it's the fuel for the show yeah yeah yeah, just we, like the reptilians <laughs> feed off of Oregon oh, energy. My, I'm just oh, we're done now. <laughs> we're done. We're done with that. We're done with that. Oh. Right. You guys watch that? You know, one of the things that has kind of had like the zeitgeist, the attention of the public was that childish Gambino music video. Did you ever watch that? Oh, um, this is America. This is America. I haven't watched. Either. I usually hate stuff like that. Is I usually, it good? It's very good. Oh, okay, it's very I good. The video is it. good. The song is not. The good. song is not great. I don't like the song. It's and childish to... Gambino is a good songwriter, mm-hmm. but. This one was kind of following like that. He wasn't mumbling, but it had like the same the. Yeah. Tell him. Go. And like you had a mush, you had a mushroom with a banana. Is that I had a mushroom with a banana. Hakuna matata. Anyway, um, the bitch said hukana matata. Anyway. I, I had um, to go through that. Well, that is That's enough of that. Oh, so <laughs> anyway, the music video is great. It um, I, again, I don't like the song by itself, but I think he kind of wrote it with this vision in mind. But the music video, obviously, there are plenty of layers of analysis with it. There's some racial th- elements in there too. But the thing that I took away from it that was really interesting was talking about how America, in the face of tragedy, tends to revert to social media. Mm-hmm. So and it, and he shows that by having like these dancers in front of all these tragic scenes, right? And he's doing the song and he's dancing and, and all this stuff in the background is horrifying but he, he shoots, shoots somebody everybody. right well, yeah, in the he beginning. shoots a ton of people he shoots a ton of people yeah but then it immediately pans to like dancing and energy and yeah. chaos and you miss all the rioting and stuff in the background yeah it's a very good presentation of that huh. and i do think that that is actually a problem yeah um in this country but when i liked your your uh your point too you're like i've never seen somebody that looks so out of shape yet still very clearly in shape. Yeah. Because he's dancing around without he's his da- shirt on. He doesn't have any, he never wears a shirt. And I was just thinking about that. I was like, he looks like he like parts most of the time he looks like he's in like relatively good shape. Mm-hmm. But there are times when I'm like, wait, is he not? Like that is the question the whole well, time. He was making really weird faces and kind of like walking in a really strange way yeah. in this video, wasn't he? Yeah. Well, I think well he that's was- Donald Glover though. That's just him. Yeah. Is he what? just he just like, Donald Glover is his real name. I know yes, that he's an actor. No, that's just like the way like if you've ever seen any of his stand up, he just makes those faces. Oh, all okay, time. so that's yeah, just his acting. I think the one I think at the very beginning that really weird face was reminiscent of how 
Oh, I'm forgetting now, but there was a way in the 1920s that people used to present black people in art. A blackface. Well, no, uh, it was min- it's beyond blackface, but that that face, the scrunched like eye wide open sort of thing that he did at the very beginning. I'm pretty sure that that's like a minstrel show sort of. Oh, thing. okay. It's okay. a callback to that. I remember reading there's there's all these like videos on analyzing what's going on, and, and yeah, I care a little bit less. You know, I I don't really like politically charged videos. I just thought it was really well done. I care a little bit less about the commentary, but I I did think that it was interesting how much he packed into it. Anyway, that's been that was fun. I watched that. Um, what are we drinking today, guys? <laughs> we did. It's, it's brunch time, so we got mimosas. We did something special. We did. Or this is a brunch special. Um, it's brunch Sunday special. Yes. So if you you don't crack a cold one, don't do it. No. Nope. Actually, this time go get your finest champagne. 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 Get some orange juice because it's sunny out and you need your vitamin C. All right. Yes, of course. But you should get pulp, despite what James says. Yeah, James doesn't like pulp, oh, but God. get it. If, if I wanted you. to eat it, an orange, I would just get an orange. I don't want to drink an orange. I want orange juice. Winer. Anyway, you mix those things together and sip a little bit of sunshine with us, all right? Don't crack a cold I'm one. Sip, on, sip on a little sunshine with us, all right? Cheers to that. Here you Yay. go. Thank you. I don't like you guys, so I'm not going to do it. <laughs> all right. Let's get down to business. All right. Compression wars. Or the loudness war. In a world. Or the loudness war. Or the, plebeian. the quietness war. Or the... <laughs> Star War. The Star War that I hate now because they ruined it. We're not going to get on that. We're not going to talk about it. It's fine. They just killed Han Solo. It's. I'm still upset about it. It's been Spoiler, years. Spoiler, dude. Oh, yeah. If you haven't seen The Force Awakens by now, Are you, you excited? Should... Random thing. Are you excited yes. by the new Solo movie? Yeah, absolutely. And I'm going to go see it. Yes. Really? Yes, I have to go see it. After what they did. I don't the care. I, if this one's bad, I will never see another Star Wars in theaters, and I am not joking, unless really? they release an Old Republic one. But yeah. the thing is, um, The Force Awakens was a reach, but The Last Jedi was just like... It's kind of like, okay, so you like take a nice pizza out of the oven, right? And then somebody walks in, they're just like, I'm going to put anchovies on it. And then they just punch an- anchovies onto the onto the pizza <laughs> and then throw it onto the ceiling yeah. and like sit on it naked. And they're like, After eat up. And you're like, no. Throwing it on not. the ceiling and so then they sit it, on yeah, it? Anchovies, punch, ceiling, ass. And then they're like, eat it. And I'm like, no. That's, but I, that's what it was. I'm picturing somebody doing a handstand on like a stack of stuff in the middle of your kitchen if the pizza's still on sure. the ceiling. Yeah. See <laughs> Whenever these scenarios play out and you tell me about them, yeah. I always imagine like for so when I'm in these scenarios, I if someone ever sat on my pizza, I would get pissed and exclaimed and be like, "Why is your ass out?" In the scenarios as you explain them to me, yes. no one's ever shocked. <laughs> it's just like happens. Like ceiling drops to the floor, someone's like, "Okay," pants down, sits on it, and I then w- stands up and is like, "James, would you like a slice?" <laughs> I live in a weird part of the, of the state, and uh, it's a college town. You know, you never know what's gonna happen. It just, ha- you know, it just happens. See, in the story, when you first told it, I didn't think yep. the pizza had fallen off the ceiling yet. So that's why I was like, th- oh, "This is a logistical no, nightmare." Allie, that's insane. Come You're on. being Come crazy. Come on, will you right? please oh. be like? All right, I'll, I'll, I'll walk it back. I'm yeah. sorry. All right. Okay. No more tangents. We're talking about the loudness war today. Yes. Uh, we're talking about music and the loudness war. I should say. Um, now. I watched a video on this on YouTube uh, called the uh, well the music or the video was you can look it up it's on YouTube it's called uh, why is music so bad <laughs> which is a, which is a loaded a question subjective and loaded title but it did draw my attention I clicked on it and I actually learned quite a bit about the loudness world which was really fascinating but um, 
I'm not going to argue that music is bad. However, I will argue that music has gotten progressively louder. I think right. there's plenty of data to support that in the past decade, especially. Yeah. And when we talk about this, we're talking about primarily mainstream pop music. Um, yeah, I mean, you could even argue that like a lot of like radio, like bro rock, and especially modern rock? country. Well, I mean, if you've listened to like anything that isn't like the Zac Brown Band um, or like Brad Paisley or Billy Currington, you just you hear the same like, "Hey girl, how you doing tonight?" With a That's big, old, I got road. some beer and going down here and gonna feel all right. Or something oh like my that. God. You should write that down. No, yeah. <laughs> That's your big breakthrough. That, yes. That sounds about like most of what I've heard. Exactly. In but country. that but that's what it is. But it all it's it's also it falls into that same vein of like what pop does and what country yeah, is yeah, doing yeah. right now. Okay. And well country the uh, the country you're describing is essentially pop. Yeah, it, it's yeah, C pop. That's how I see country it. Country pop. But um yeah, so music has gotten progressively louder over the past decade, in, in particular pop music. And um Again, check out this video, but it starts off, it compares the Beatles, talks about the Beatles, yeah. the, Sarge, the Sgt. Pepper album. Oh um, my God, that, I mean, that, it's more of an experience. It is. It and is. Not, not to get too, like, crazy about it or whatever, but, like, so just a quick little sidebar, the uh, Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band, um, that album was released, what is it, their sixth album, I think, mm-hmm. um, it was released in... Uh, I want to say 66 or 67, but it was right after the time that the 67, Be- 67. Mm-hmm. It's right after the time that the Beatles literally got so big, so popular that it was dangerous for them to tour. So as a uh, compromise, they decided to record a quote unquote live album and then said, if you want to see a Beatles concert, just put up the poster and then listen to this because they're not touring anymore. I think they did like a couple, a couple shows with like just insane security. Mm. But after that, I mean, they were, they were pretty much that's done. Wild. That's so strange yeah. to me. Like someone loves you that much that it's dangerous. Well, Mark Put David Chapman loved John Lennon, and then he <laughs> shot him six <laughs> times or five times. So I can only understand. <laughs> Paul McCartney. Oh, uh, hello. <laughs> thanks for thanks for coming to this. I love you so much. And then just all of a sudden, just like strangling, like I love you so much. I get this wank. I love you too. I just. God. Who yeah. wants to talk to Ringo? <laughs> John Lennon, but Ringo's here. I'll be choked. <laughs> George Harrison. Oh my God. And Ringo. <laughs> I rode Octopus's garden. <laughs> Come on! <laughs> Come on! What did he stormed off to the bus? Yes, yeah. Um, <laughs> anyway. What did you say? Ringo looked like he got hit by Ringo looked like... Every t- they all, like... Okay. I saw a picture of, like, the Beatles today doing, like, a promo for Sgt. Peppers. And, like, they all, like, kind of have their own look and they're decent-looking dudes. And then Ringo just kind of... He looks like he was hit in the face with his drums. <laughs> <laughs> you can't... You can't feel the rhythm until you feel the drums pounding until you've you. Until you've been beaten with it. I beat the drums and the drums beat me. <laughs> That's how it now works. Now hit me with the bass drum. <laughs> Kaboosh. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, his music was great back then. Yes, but so it's also, talking about. I, I want to say, why did my stereotypical British woman sound like Elmo? <laughs> Like, like Elmo says he loves the Beatles. <laughs> like Paul McCartney sounded like kind of posh British accent. And okay. just like, Elmo's here to kill him. Paul is dead. Bring this back. Uh, the point is, the Sgt. Pepper album was still considered a pop pop phenomenon. Yeah. And uh, back, you know, because that was pop technically just means popular, popular music. music. Yeah. Right. Oh. Um. 
but but it was this whole collaboration between orchestras and and the guys. So there there was mm-hmm. like timpani and strings, cellos, mandolins, very all these different. Those are all strings. I know, but, but I yeah, wanted, but I, I wanted mean, to get specific. Yeah, right? brass section with the trumpets yeah. and the trombones yeah. and yeah. baritones, tubas. There was a harp too. There was a harp player. Yeah. There was yeah, a, a str- like all of the the members of like the you know the upright bass, right. cello, viola, right. and violin. then of course the the. Four gentlemen of uh, themselves. It was just this huge collaboration. Um, And uh, now um, you just don't see that anymore. Metallica did it in 96. I do still see some rock bands that have backing with orchestra. Um, But, you know, we're kind of losing over the decades, though, as we've kind of decreased the instrumentation, we don't have the same amount of complex timbers and tones and stuff like that that sure. you see in these albums. And and that kind of, I don't knock that as much. I don't think everyone has to make an album with an orchestra or anything like that. It's not a big, it, it's not a competition. I think you can do a lot with a little. But, right, um, absolutely. But in terms of actually the technical aspect of recording, um, we've seen progressive uh just things getting progressively louder and when i say louder i don't actually mean volume because ultimately volume is controlled by the listener so how do things get louder well when i say louder i actually mean compression yeah and james here we're going to go on a little bit of an academic uh stroll here james explain to us explain to us musical dynamic Explain to us what compression is. Right. Well, okay. So you have you have compression, right? And no, you so you have your 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 file. And so, for example, there would be um, somebody talking, and I'm I'm talking quietly. No, I'm talking loud. Uh, it's the equivalent of like if I, if I were to go out somewhere and I was having a conversation with somebody, and I decided to whisper a little bit, and then I'd be like, oh yeah, and then uh, here you go, and then talk at a normal or a loud level. Um, that's an uncompressed uh, signal. But if I were to just talk at this volume for the whole time and I don't change the volume really at all, that's what compression does because it makes your quiet parts louder and it makes your loudest parts a little bit quieter so that everything is pretty much the same level. Thank you. Bravo. Thank you. I'll be Bravo. teaching a <laughs> seminar on butts on Tuesday. Um, butts. butts? Yes. Oh. Butts. Yeah, butts. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Just butts. Yes, butts. Yes, butts. Talking about butts. All right, so essentially dynamic is the distance between quiet and loud. Uh, yes. Yeah. Is basically what you're saying. Yep. This is basically what you're saying. And compression crushes that. It compresses that, if you will. Right, yeah. And normalizes it. And that's <laughs> I mean it's like when you used to play with like Play Doh as a kid and um so you'd have like you know, part of it that would be or it's like when when you, when you mash it into a pancake like Shape. Or a pizza shape, and you aggressively punch anchovies Anything into it. Anything that is a disc, <laughs> pretty much works. Wait, at what point does your friend take his pants off and sit on it? That's <laughs> not my friend. <laughs> no friend sits on pizzas, <laughs> and if they do, they should be like or your or your Play-Doh sculptures. All yeah. right. Oh yeah. So thank you, thank you for the definition yes. of compression and dynamic. We have examples of this. Uh, this is Master of Puppets. Oh right, by Metallica. Um, um, well, you should. Yeah, you should play. No, I'm uh, gonna play the this one now. Okay. This is this is an example of of, of less compression. less compression. Yep. So, get that started. So just really listen to the breadth of the tones of the guitars, and just the the dynamic and texture, and especially pay attention to how the drums punch. Yes, that's important. The drums are a very big thing. You can tell that the drums are sitting in the background a little bit more, and that the uh, the guitar is kind of taking the uh, the more forward front and the the higher guitar part, not necessarily even the uh, 
the, the back part with the clean guitar. I'm gonna have to listen to more Metallica. This is good. This All right, great. so I, so that <laughs> if you've never listened to Master of Puppets, just sit down, spend 45 minutes, and just listen to that whole album because it's just. Oh. Is it only 45 minutes long? It's like 45 minutes long. Yeah, there's like eight songs. Yeah, That's Master great. of Puppets itself is eight minutes long. I did not yeah. know that. They oh, used yeah. to make long songs. Hmm. All yeah, right, Metallica's the they're, they're the kings of vamping. <laughs> I'm sure they love just to a hear that. long time. Um, all right, so that is from Master Puppets. Now, this is another Metallica song. I was thinking about taking it from another artist, but I didn't think that'd be a fair comparison. This right. is Metallica from the album Death Magnetic. Which, and uh, we'll talk about the album. We'll talk about the album because there's a lot of controversy with the album. But but this song is called The Day That Never Comes. It was the most uh, comparative in, in its tone and nature, I suppose. Yep, absolutely. So here's that. And really pay attention. In my mind, what sticks out is the drum set. So pay attention to how that sits in the mix. You can kind of tell that everything is fighting for center attention. Yeah. Yeah, everything should just... fast forward it to a part where everything comes in. Just click in the See, for me, it's always the drums. That's well, the drums, but you can even tell that the uh, the bass is kind of fighting for a little bit more of the forefront too. Um, but one of the guitars just is just buried. Can I? And then his voice, uh, his voice is way up there. Yeah. All right. Can I bring up a, a point? So throughout this episode, since I am, what is the antithesis of being a musician? I I I can't make any music to save my life. I would die if someone held the gun to my head and said, play a chord on a guitar. Um, the antithesis. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm going to be speaking from a perspective of a visual artist because that's where my forte is. And something that we that comes up a lot when people are learning to paint and learning to draw is um, kind of how to take like a good drawing to a great drawing. And the biggest one of the biggest pitfalls is that not having a scale of distance and like having oh, the yeah. things in the background and not taking away emphasis from them like you yeah, don't put yeah, as much detail sure. in the stuff that's in the background as the stuff that's in the front right whereas beginners will frequently paint everything with the same amount of detail sure. and it flattens your image sure so right. when you're talking about this mm. and like how things don't kind of fall into a scale of like what's in the back what's in the front mm -hmm. it right. reminds me of that yeah yeah no we'll we're, we're definitely going to talk more about the visual arts and analogs to it um but anyway in this sample like what I noticed was first thing I noticed is the guitars. Guitars are thin. They sound thin yeah. and kind of deadened. They don't have like that depth. When we listen to Master and Puppet uh, Puppets, you could hear like the bass and the mids and the guitar reverberate. You right. Know? Well, and, and, and a lot of that is because uh, so Master of Puppets was recorded in 1985, released in 1986. Um, <clears throat> Death Magnetic was uh, recorded from uh, 2006 to uh, 2008. Did I say 1986 about Master of Puppets, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Cool. That's right. Um, and 
back then they they spent three days in the studio like like 18 hour days literally just finding their guitar tone using multiple amps multiple guitars to overlay using multiple like amplifiers on top of each other to develop their tone for that album and that's why that one is personally my favorite guitar tone that you get out of them now what a lot of people are doing as well is they're not using analog meaning vacuum tube amplifiers mm-hmm. uh and actually mic and cabinets uh what they're doing is using uh like amp simulators on computers which i doubt metallica does that because they're they have the budget to not do that right but right um, there's still a lot more digital that's used than there was back in the 80s because that wasn't really a very good thing. Toto was one of the first bands that actually used digital stuff, like in the song Africa. Really? That's a lot of uh, oh, digital stuff. Really? One of the first bands to really, really use a lot of that. Hmm. See, and that's interesting. Um, well, and like... And even if you're not, even if you are using a lot of analog gear, right. that still doesn't speak to the level of compression that the, that you have in the audio booth. Oh, yeah, so, absolutely. So it all comes down to who's working with you. And for Death Magnetic in particular, that album actually got kind of a little bit of, uh, a little bit of controversy surrounding it because people could notice... Um, because there were several versions of, of that album that were out at the same time on yep. different mediums, right? So it came out on Guitar Hero, and because of... For, for, for some reason, the Guitar Hero track was the one that was not compressed. So yep. people were playing Guitar Hero and then listening to the album and being like, holy crap, Guitar Hero sounds much better and much clearer and more right. dynamic. And they got to the to the point that um, the fans had a petition, an online petition to have the band remix the record because they could tell hmm. that much of a difference. They got that mad is, about it. Which is really funny because yeah. that's not the most like controversial Metallica album. No, uh, no, not at all. Because, um, <clears throat> I mean, some kind of monster aside or Saint Anger aside, which I will still defend as a good record to this day, but uh, in <clears throat> 1988, they released Injustice for All right after... Uh, or like yeah, about a year after uh, bassist Cliff Burton died, and uh, they basically mixed the bass guitar out of the record completely, and their guitar tone is very like I guess square sounding is the best way that mm-hmm. I can say it. But they completely mixed it out because they were like, well, Cliff isn't here anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's it's, inter- it's it's kind of a shame, honestly. Yeah. I hate that this is the trend. Right. Um, and and that's another uh, the snare uh, when you compress the snare, it's it doesn't have that that crack of a snare anymore it has more of like an elongated square pattern like you said it's really odd it's very artificial so anyway um that was just an example of that why do we do this why why do we put up with this why is music getting louder and less dynamic the answer to that is simply risk the music industry has changed uh, drastically especially with the advent of the internet but at the start when people you know when record companies were looking for aspiring artists they were getting tapes from all of these aspiring artists just wanting a piece of the limelight and so they had you know they would choose the talent and put money behind them accordingly and investments of a million well five hundred thousand five hundred thousand dollars what that what that video said just to kind of break the music scene what video uh what video are you talking about youtube video the why is music getting worse Okay. Thing. Do you remember who that who's on that one? Who who made it? Uh, no. Okay. But I know that that's the keyword. Too. Okay. All right. Why is this getting worse? Uh, the the keyword is is risk in music. The music industry in the past used to uh, used to have just a slew of talented artists submit material to them, and they would choose who, based on kind of their 
finger on the pulse, essentially, of the public opinion. They choose who to put money behind. $500,000 or something like that. I get that figure from the the YouTube video, uh, Why is pop, Why is Modern Pop Music So Terrible uh, from Thotty 2, which is... Thotty 2. Yeah, <laughs> T2. He, he's got quite a few subscribers. He makes a lot of videos about this kind of stuff. Cool. Um, but essentially, from what I gleaned there, this is all... Um, so they used to, they just didn't like the risk of it because they put all this money behind artists. And yeah. back in the day, it didn't cost as much to advertise and break people into the scene. Whereas now today, modern figures is something like one to three million dollars to get a brand new artist yeah. into the into the the, the public uh, public square there. Right, and if that tanks, then that's a huge hit that's on the record label because they don't make as much money anymore. Also, not to mention that back in the day, there, we did not have the internet to distribute music. Right. Whereas now, there is an insane influx of musicians that everybody's pretty uh, there there are a lot of really 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 good indie musicians and by indie i don't mean indie like the black keys i mean indie is an independent like mm-hmm. uh, a band out of minnesota called within waves or something like that <laughs> that would just release their own stuff on their own because everybody can do that now. yeah 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 so it all it, it's all competition it's all risk and at the end of the day um the record companies will do what they can to reduce that risk so how do they do that they use a variety of techniques to make you like the music they put out. And how do they do that? Well, the loudness war is a tool of that. Essentially they mix their songs, compress it to the point that essentially all these songs on the radio are just vying for your attention, vying for your listening. You don't even necessarily, you might not even necessarily like them, but it's so loud and in your face that it just grabs you. And they insert themselves into stores, into places that are, um, that, that people, there's just heavy traffic of people. Mm-hmm. So you hear it until the point where you think it sounds familiar enough. Mall soundtracks, Mall stores, soundtracks, movie soundtracks, yes. movie commercials. And they also turn uh, like like Disney Channel and Nickelodeon stars into these pop stars mm-hmm. so that people are like, I'm familiar with this person. Right. I enjoy them. Right. So therefore, I must, in, you know, I have to enjoy their music. Right. Um, right. And adding themes that, uh, like the millennial whoop. Right. I've that, heard you uh, talk about this before. Yeah. yeah. Uh, if you want an example of that, just listen to California Girl oh, by Katy Perry. Oh, oh, it's yeah. always a good time. Well, it's oh, like that's, a, that's Owl City, but like... California Girl. It's, that, oh, oh, oh. it's like that, that fifth to a third to a fifth or whatever yep. it is. That, yep. It's very uh, catchy, and you can hear it in a lot of songs. It's very annoying. The Millennial Whoop. There's a bunch of stuff. If you look into it, it's it's kind of creepy, the degree the, to which the, the music industry has its hooks in just your experience and perception. It's kind of bastardized um, music theory. Which is kind of horrifying because mm-hmm. music theory, if you don't know what that is, it's literally just the study and technically, I guess, the science between be, behind why music works the way it does. But now they've turned it into a formula to uh, yeah. make hits. Yeah, which is a bummer because I find that as <sighs> I, I hope we we correct for this because I just don't want music to become flat and lifeless. And I feel like that's one if you're only competing for compression, if you're only competing for hooks, all this other stuff, you're eventually just going to have a song that's one line over and over again with like some beats. I whip my hair back and forth. I whip my hair. Yeah, we've already gotten there. We've already gotten there. I whip my hair and, back. And I, while I don't believe forth. that all music has to say something or have like some deep message. Right. I certainly just think I, I would like music to have a little bit more than she's a hoe. You know, <laughs> right? She's a hoe. You know, we gotta go, bro. Yeah, man. I would make so much money. You'd if make I so didn't much have money. A soul. You'd make so much money. <laughs> but you Allie, gotta do it in that flat voice. Just be like, I, I. She's a hoe. 
she's, she's a hoe. She's a hoe no, yes. no mo. Um, we kind of talked about this during our brunch, no. but um, while this is a problem in the music industry, you don't actually think that there's really an analogous loudness problem in quotes in the visual arts industry. Right, and maybe I'm speaking... And I hesitate to say industry because it's not... It's There's not like major players in visual art per se. A community maybe more appropriate. Yeah, maybe, maybe, yeah maybe community is probably a good way to put it. Yeah, over our brunch conversation, we had a very um, lively discussion, but... They yelled at me. <laughs> you yelled at us. No. Okay. I was just right. We all yelled. Um, <laughs> but... Uh, I set out to try to find an analogous problem in the visual arts community, and I really couldn't find anything. And what I kind of boiled down to was that uh, competition and trying to get, you know, money and whatnot is handled a lot differently in the visual arts world. Uh, sure. One of the biggest issues is that, or I shouldn't say issues, this is a good thing, uh, artists don't have to deal with record labels. I didn't even think about that until we yeah. talked about that. Um, we, we, I say we, um, it's not really we. They don't have to deal with that because we. if you're an artist, you may hire an agent to help you get your things out. Sure. Um, and to kind of handle the legality of what you're publishing. And if you can make art for Disney or use Disney characters, that's kind of one of the big reasons why you have a, an agent. But you're not going through a group that will bottleneck your um, your creative voice. Your right. agent works with you. Says like, this is what you make. I like what you make. Let's get it to the people who are going to appreciate the most where you're going to get the most amount of money. I, I wish the music community worked that way. Yeah, I, I, I think it's great for artists because you can either work with an agent and that's great or you can work by yourself and do the same thing. It's yeah. more work, but oh, yeah. you, you, are, you are not catering to an audience. You are catering where you show your work to mm -hmm. get the right audience to get the most attention and i sure. think that's awesome i think that makes for a much healthier community as a whole yeah and that's it's kind of similar to like a concert promoter for like local shows where they actually just want to get you in places because they want to build shows unlike uh some people that you know we may have dealt dealt with in the past who are literally just looking out for their bottom dollar and which yeah. is very frustrating because the music industry is very like everybody feels like they're kind of owed something because not to say that like visual artists don't pour a lot of time to hone their craft but I, there's just a little bit of arrogance in like the music community especially within guitarists that they're like no i've put in so many hours doing this and that and practicing right. that i feel like i'm owed this now and it's like i mean it's a good skill and as a guitarist who's been playing for 12 years it's like i'm glad i didn't do anything else but it's also like uh, there are a million people out there that can play just as good if not better mm -hmm. right I don't know. I'm bummed out now. <laughs> don't be bummed. <laughs> I'm just. <laughs> Do not be bummed. I'm just. I'm just sad. Um, well, we were talking about that. Just, just to kind of, just kind of send off here, because I, I think, I think we're, we're at the edge of this conversation, and and we're either gonna dive into a black hole of, con of right. talking about music, or we're, or we're gonna cut it out. So, um, but I do want to say one more thing. We were talking yesterday about about musicians and and uh, the it factor. You know, yeah, how uh, yes. how how it's this dichotomy because when you're less <laughs> experienced, you might have it right, right, you might have yeah. like the ideas in your head, but you don't know how to, you don't know what you're doing. Then yes. you go, what we were talking about, education and music, and how you learn the fundamentals, you learn the building blocks, right? Yeah. Um, but then once you get past that level of expertise and you go to like maybe master's level for music performance, yep. in academia at least, 
then it almost reverts back to the like, well, you know what you're doing, but yet do you have that it factor? Yeah. And it's, and so when it comes to, uh, when I think about like my own guitar playing and and my own music production compared to the maelstrom of all these other guitarists and more talented people than I, I always just think of that. Like, what do I have that I can do slightly different to make you raise your eyebrow just a little bit? Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and it makes me feel better about myself because I'm right. a terrible guitarist. Uh, so. No, you're not. But like, but it is. It really is just that it factor because you can be really good, but you can also be a huge douchebag. And typically, the people that are just not not cool people have a, a harder time. And then sometimes they have a really easy time because that douchebaggery right. is also sometimes it's red as confidence. Balance. A delicate right. balance. Yes. But all right. Anyway. Um, we got most of our material today from a YouTube video that I cited before, Why Is Modern Pop Music So Terrible by T2 on YouTube. But I also forgot to say that um, I got a lot of information from the Loudness Wars from NPR. Actually, they talked about this as well. It's a really interesting topic. You should go look at it just to open your eyes a little bit more about how the music business works and how they're managing risks by actually changing the fundamentals of recording Yeah. Um, to make music vie for your attention and uh, if you don't get really bummed out, which you probably will, because you'll notice that all the music is exactly the same. Yes. And they're just waving children being like, hey, listen to me. If you don't get bummed out. Don't get brainwashed. Then you'll you'll think for yourself. And that's what we need. Yes. We need. Then you're free. Then, then you can listen free. to whatever you want. But you have to listen to Master of Puppets because I know it's good for you. Oh, f- <laughs> fun little footnote here. Uh, when you look at the, uh, th- there's like a pie chart. I looked at a music uh the loudness wars and the the genres that use them the most. Yep. Rock is the one that uses the less less uh, less compression in rock music because hmm. you still have to play a guitar. Right. For most other things, it's just a computer and a well, guitar. Right. I just think it's it's funny because rock music tends to be loud. The stereotype their stereotype is loud. Their stereotype. Right. That's why I said stereotype. stereotype. I'm fine. I haven't drank that much. Stereotype <laughs> is that loud music is undeniably loud right. and raucous. That's the word of the day. Raucous. And. Uh, <laughs> And yet, when it comes to the actual recording booth, uh, yeah. there's a lot less to it as far as compression goes. It's it's more true to what it was actually recorded. Well, right. So that's kind of fun. So listen to that. Um, yes, do it. Um, all right. That's all I got for this is episode 25, The Loudness Wars. Uh, check us out on iTunes and SoundCloud. Give us a review. Tell us what you like, what you don't like. We read those. We listen to your advice uh, and your feedback. So Ooh. that's really good. Sometimes we do. I mean, sometimes we do. Sometimes we just get really mad if it's Sometimes bad. I take it personally, yeah, but that's fine. Sometimes you take it personally. Um, have a great day. Hope yeah. you enjoyed this brunch episode, this you know what? brep episode. Hang oh, in there. Right. Hang in there. This is Ben Ross Donnelly. You can follow me at BD Ross on my Instagram. This is James Lundquist. You can follow me at James Lundquist underscore. Also, get us at Theory OT Universe and like the Facebook page. We're going to get more involved there, and we hope you do too. And this is Allie Kaler, and you can follow me at A Kalert on Instagram. Nice. Signing off the beer. Won't drink itself. Have a Neither great day. Neither will the mimosas. Mm-hmm. 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 Mm-hmm.